Reopening with safety in mind. It's round two of our new series on Made in California. I was 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 made in California. Hey, everybody. As California moves further into its reopening process, our virtual road trip continues. We're moving across the state, learning from different small business owners in various regions on what they're doing when it comes to reopening, ensuring that safety for the consumer and their employees remains a pivotal feature of that process. Isabel Guzman, our director of the Office of the Small Business Advocate and state government lead of the Entrepreneurship Task Force, will guide us through today's conversations, like last week's in Sacramento. And Isabel is joining me right now through Zoom once more. Okay, so round two, or stop two, <laughs> on this virtual road trip with um, you, Isabel. We are continuing across the state, continuing to talk to small business owners as they pivot and adapt, as you say, to this new marketplace with the COVID-19 pandemic ongoing. And just very quickly, these businesses, you, you know, we talked about it in our last episode when we were in Sacramento talking with Susan O'Brien of The Kitchen Table. These business owners are really focusing on safety and, this, and safety meaning consumer safety, employee safety. And that's what's really been invigorating, I think, about these conversations is just hearing the creative nature of these small business owners when it comes to ensuring that safety is first and foremost. And what do you think about that? How You're, you're the director of our office of the Small Business Advocate. What more do you have to say when it comes to what you're seeing our small business owners doing? Well, they're recognizing, you know, the marketplace has a role in all this. It's also about what consumers feel if they're confident to come out and shop, uh, whether it's, you know, curbside pickup or not. It's just building up that uh, marketplace demand and that consumer confidence is really the other part of the equation. And that's what they're all thinking about. They're going, going back to basics to sort of think, what is it that I add value to in this community? What is my core offering? And how do I leverage that to continue to stay in contact with my clients, to continue to serve them through this time and figure out how I can reopen safely for them to attract them back in? So that's really what's been, you know, so inspiring is to hear these folks being very innovative to figure out how they meet this moment and serve their clients on an ongoing basis. And that includes being well aware of the county by county variations. And these business owners, you know, have looked through the guidance, have um, understood the guidance, and as we hear, you know, have had an opportunity through, as you say, business support centers found across our state, really break it down through the help of those business support centers. And can you just say a little bit more about those business support centers and what they offer our small business owners as they work through the guidance? California supports a network of small business centers throughout the state. There are 86 currently active. Uh, they're all listed on our site at business.ca.gov forward slash centers. It's a mapping system so you can find yours. But really, these are individual consultants who offer trainings and one-on-one -on -one advice to businesses to help them walk through this uh, you know, business-changing stage. You know, they're really basically relaunching. And so having to think through that strategy to prepare for the time that they're able to launch or you know, think through strategies to how to become more digital now in the meantime while they wait. 
um, and all the capital strategies that go alongside both of those. Uh, I think that the uh, it's often a, a well-kept secret that these centers exist, but we need to get the word out. More small businesses uh, need to be aware that there are centers, and in this case, an incredible local county chamber of commerce that's providing expertise and helping you digest these guidance that documents that come out from the state and from the local county health departments so that you can figure out how to safely open for your businesses and keep your employees safe and keep your your clients safe. And they're again just to say it they're free and they can meet the business owner wherever they need to be met, including different languages, right? Across 86 centers, they speak 31 different languages, really amazing. And a lot of them offer bilingual programming. It's a a great asset that the state has and represents the diversity that we that we reflect. Where are we right now? Where where is our second virtual stop? Well, right now we're headed to the High Sierras in California, what's called gold country. They have a great history. Uh, And we're visiting with a a few individuals in Calaveras County, uh, representing some of the small businesses and and their their economy, which is highly dependent on travel and tourism as well. So first we're talking to Morgan Gache, who's the CEO of Calaveras County Chamber of Commerce. She's new to the area and brings an energy and skill set that has really been critical for the small businesses to navigate COVID-19 as well as you know reopening strategies, the guidance that's been coming out. In addition, we're going to be speaking with Susan Weatherby, who's the owner of Mokil Nuts and Candies, and also has a great uh, Mocha Java Cafe inside. Uh, we also are talking to Lisa Bolton, who's with Tea Break Design and Consulting, and she's done something really extraordinary in terms of trying to help the small businesses that were not online, who had to shift to that type of commerce do so through Shop Calaveras. And so it's a great idea, somebody giving back to the community, her expertise is marketing and being able to empower the community. And then finally, Newsom Harlow Winery, Scott Klan has joined us to to talk a little bit about his winery and some of the pivots he's made to adapt during this environment. So really, it's going to be a great session to talk to small businesses and, and get insights in what's happening in our great high Sierras. Well, here we go. Hello, everyone. So glad to be here on the second stop virtually in California. Uh, we're actually going to be visiting with friends in Calaveras County. And so I have Morgan Gache, who's the executive director of the Calaveras County Chamber of Commerce with us today. I know that Calaveras County is known as gold country. And I don't know if there's just to kick us off and set the stage, if you could tell us a little bit about the the region and you know what you're seeing in terms of businesses and how they're coping and adapting in the COVID-19 environment. We are known as the gold country and it's applicably so because gold rush happened here. We have a ton of history from more than 100 years ago. Our towns are still encapsulating that gold rush era, which brings a lot of charm and which also brings a lot of tourism to our county is obviously a a huge piece of the commerce that we have in Calaveras. When COVID-19 hit and shelter in place hit, obviously everything like so many other places over California came to a complete standstill. And the businesses who are really uh, dependent on visitors all of a sudden had none. And so it hit devastatingly quick and um, the businesses felt it um, weekly, daily, 
honestly, hourly, um, the phone calls that I receive and just sharing in tears and sharing in heartbreak with business owners who are still possibly unsure whether they're going to ever open their doors again. You know, what I was remarkable about our first conversation when we first started talking about this tour, hearing about your work, frankly, which has been, uh, you've doubled down and, and the county is very lucky to have you just because of your experience. I know that you have a rich customer service background in corporate and small business and have really been able to use those tools to help. I was hoping you could share some of those um, stories in terms of how how you have been able to work with your clients to adapt to this environment. I think like so many other people in times like this, it wasn't a matter of, you know, okay, this is the plan. This is the agenda. You show up raw motion, just how can I help? How can I support? And really asking the right questions to the business owners to see how we can best support them. My role really, I recognized early on was to trickle down on our virtual side of doing business, which was pretty much non-existent. It got to the point where I'm literally posting videos daily um, on our chamber site, pushing them out. And I think what was most effective of all of it is recognizing that we don't need to reinvent the wheel. I have a great relationship with our community and economic development director. I have a great um, relationship with our health and human services director and um, also with the city um, of Angels Camp as well. And we recognized that we needed to come together with a unified message that supported what the state guidelines and the state guidance and the state checklist were. And so we came together and wanted to really just unpack it and disseminate information that made it easier for business owners to understand. Because California is wonderfully diverse, we have completely rural counties like mine with a, a total of, I think I'm like 47,000 people in my county, which is remarkable compared to like LA. It's very different. And yet we have the same guidelines and we have the same checklist. And so what was important was that we could communicate maybe a buffer between understanding those state guidelines and how they affect us in, in rural Calaveras. And so we rolled up our sleeves. <laughs> we sat down with business owners. We spent a lot of time with them, hearing them vent about things, but really pointing them to let's focus on one voice, let's focus on one mission and help understand that. I think resilience is what is clearly needed across our small businesses. And so the fact that you're working so hard to meet the moment, uh, as Governor Newsom has said, to you know, pivot and adapt and, and uh, rise to the occasion. I think we're stronger, uh, unified like this. And I really appreciate all the efforts that you've been uh, making to ensure that our small businesses are on that path as well. So thank you so much for your time and for your leadership. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing this. I was made in California. Oh, right, everyone. Well, still in Calaveras County, we're about to talk to Susan Weatherby, who is the owner of Moke Hill Nuts and Candies, as well as Mocha Java Coffee House, which is located inside the retail store. So glad you could join us, Susan, on this virtual phone call and tour uh, of Calaveras. One of the things that I wanted to sort of dive in with you here, I know that Calaveras County is in, in gold country, and I know that tourism is an important part of your economy there. 
And so during this whole stay-at-home order and now with reopening of the economy, I'm just curious if you could share a little bit more about what your business has been going through, how you've been impacted, and um, how you're looking at these new guidance and and your uh, transition to reopening. The beginning of March, I had, in fact, uh, purchased a large amount of inventory. And, uh, of course, with them being canceled, I was kind of stuck with all that. So I had to kind of come up with a new plan of how to um, sell my products. And luckily, I already had somewhat of a website in place and updated, updated with new photos, new information, and came up with the idea of a shelter-in-place snack pack including all my nuts and candies that I had just ordered for all these events. And then I went on and I I advertised it on Facebook and I sent out email blasts, told my friends and neighbors, and um, it was quite a success. So I was very happy that that happened. And the whole second part of that is really the consumer confidence. You can open without anyone wanting to come in. And so how have you started to communicate that you're implementing these new uh, measures to, to make it safe for them? Really just letting people know on Facebook. We have a, a local uh, Facebook page where the, um, the merchants who are opening are telling people how they're keeping their businesses clean and adhering to the guidelines. Uh, and then, of course, it's a small town, so word of mouth. And I'm actually not going to open my store uh, for sit-down, although I could, but I'm not going to. I'm going to wait three or four weeks just to make sure, be double sure that everything is okay. I, I'm going to continue with just the to-go orders. What resources or tools have you found most helpful? Oh, my gosh. My Chamber of Commerce, Morgan Gache, has done a fantastic job keeping everybody in the loop on everything that's going on with the shelter-in-place and PPEs and all the updates and all the loans and everything that are available for small business. She's been fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Susan. I appreciate your time and really admire the work that you're doing. I know I've been a small business owner myself, and so having to work through these issues in a moment like this, um, you know, I can just imagine what all of you are going through. So really appreciate this strength because you are truly the backbone of the economy producing half of our private sector jobs. I really want to make sure that we're giving all the resources that we can and support to uh, those of you who are out there struggling. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for talking with me. People always talking about living their dreams. We're talking to Lisa Bolton, who is the owner, founder of Tea Break Design and Consulting. Really pleased to be with her today as she launched an initiative during COVID-19 that has really had an impact locally. So I'm really looking forward to learning more about the work that you've been doing. What really inspired me to get started on this project was just the feeling of helplessness that I think so many of us have in a situation like this. And I needed to feel that I was contributing something locally that would be of use to the local businesses because we can see the struggle that's going on, especially with brick and mortar stores. The thing that seemed like it would probably be the most beneficial would be to have an online shopping portal that would be kind of like an Etsy store for Calaveras County called shopcalaveras.net. And so I made it so that local businesses could set up their own online store and then all proceeds would go entirely to them. I saw that there was an additional need to connect with businesses that already had an online shop in Calaveras County. And so I set up pages, kind of community pages. So I have a Shop Angels Camp page, a Shop Murphy's page, and it shows you all of the online stores that I currently know of in each of those towns so that 
locals who wanted to support local businesses would have a one, one place on the website they could go and they could see all that was available. And I love it. I'm I'm on the shop right now virtually. It actually feels like you're there in town. You're you're seeing the little main street, and so um, it's a it's a wonderful idea. And I'm so glad you did that for the community. What have you seen now that you've worked with so many businesses, especially trying to help uh, you know, many of them get online? What have been some of the big challenges, and and how have people overcome them? I think actually one of the biggest challenges for people that don't already have an online store is the lack of technical knowledge to get their own store up and running. And that's actually still a problem that we're struggling with with shopcalaveras.net because it's really going to take me hand-holding, uploading every single product to the site for each business in order to really get this up and running. We already have all of those other uh, established shops linked from the site but actually importing product from, I think I have already about 15 or 20 vendors signed up. That's going to take additional work. So that's still a challenge for us. There's been a lot of innovation in the county. I'm re- that's why I'm really glad that more, more than got hold of you because there, there have been, there's been some outstanding work being done in this, in this county. And, and we know that uh, in talking to other businesses in the area, you know, there's a feeling that you're, build, you're building up resilience to overcome whatever comes your way. And I think that's, that's really the nature of all small business owners, just trying to, on a daily basis, adapt to the marketplace. I think and, also there's going to need to be a paradigm shift because we, we don't know how many cycles of the, of the virus that will be coming through the community. We have to be prepared for the possibility that this is going to be an ongoing or at least a cyclical event. Um, and so thinking completely outside of the box and uh, trying to come up with new new initiatives that will help businesses succeed is really important right now. As we come out of this, people will have learned a lot more. They'll be thinking of new ways of doing business. We're certainly working as a community um, on coming up with new initiatives that will help local businesses. That's the common theme, and I think that's the that's the benefit to Calaveras is that you have the the chamber that's strong and Morgan, who's very active and engaged. With all of the you know businesses using your resources in terms of trying to get online, you know, how much have they been able to adapt to to digitally engage with their clients as well? Uh, you know, in terms of marketing, et cetera, and what what types of tools uh, have you been pointing them to? Well, Scott Klein from Mewson Hollow is doing online wine tastings, which is really fun video chats on Facebook. Morgan is really doing an outstanding job with that. And she's introducing people to that technology and allowing them to experience the benefit of it. And I think that's one of the, the big advantages of having somebody that has no fear of, of social media and technology and just comes in and, and helps people deal with it. So the tech side, I think, is especially important right now. And it's also very hard for businesses to connect emotionally with their consumers. And I think that social media really helps with that. I know a big part of reopening is the consumer confidence and, and working with individuals uh, to get them comfortable. So it's I'm so glad to learn about this measure that you've taken in order to help people shop online um, at, even before they're ready to shop in person. So thanks so much for sharing more about shopcalaveras.net. Um, and I look forward to seeing more from you all. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
We're here right now with Scott Klein, who's with Newsom Harlow Winery. So welcome, Scott. Love to hear a little bit more about your story and what's been happening. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. We kind of stumbled into this thing like everybody did. New something was coming right around the 13th, 12th and 13th of March and woke up on the morning of the 16th of March and pretty much was forced to close our tasting room, which for a, a small family-owned rural winery, um, that's our carotid. And there was some, some shock and some panic for a little bit. Uh, hour after that, we realized, okay, well, we can't be shocked or we can't panic. We got we to gotta find a way to do this. We've been in business 20 years and we've been able to build relationships with so many wonderful people that end up joining our club. And so we have a large, rather captive group of loyalists, if you will. And my, my first thought going into this thing about, about an hour or so after the panic was, okay, our job now is to stay relevant and to provide something that is useful for, for these people, whether it's distraction or it's entertainment uh, or it's obviously they're, they're fond of our wine. So we've got to put all those things together. And, uh, and, and we were able to do that pretty quickly. I love that you said, you know, figuring out how to stay relevant in this environment. And that's, I think that's the key is really kind of going back to your core, your mission, figuring out what value you bring to people and, you know, leaning into it. So how did you discover that and how did, how did you leverage that? We were well positioned for this situation, fortunately, partly because we do have such a large um, group of loyalists, partly because um, I have some really smart and talented and good and positive people that work for me. When this all went down, nobody nobody freaked out. I, I mean, I panicked <laughs> for the first hour or two, but I made an announcement that we were going to start doing these virtual tastings. I didn't know how we were going to do it yet, um, but I knew I wanted to do it. And I knew it was the right thing to do. I could just feel it in my gut that we have to stay out in front of these people. And at the same time, we can provide them with some distraction at, at a very scary time. So I got the message out that I wanted to do, that we were going to start doing these virtual tastings. And so I picked a date. It was about 10 days later. And the reason I'm, it was 10 days later is because I didn't want to just get on a camera and taste wine while people were not drinking the same wine and just staring at me. I, I knew I needed to find a way to get these wines into people's hands. And I knew it would be imperative for us to make sales during this period because we weren't making them through the tasting room. That, that, that avenue was gone. So we made the announcement. We said in 10 days, we're going we're gonna to open up these three wines. And uh, here's a link to purchasing these three wines so you can sit at home and taste right along with us. It's been fantastic. We've done them every Wednesday since April 1st. People have also tried to pivot in this way. So I love that you've met the moment in a way that folks, well, I think, will be inspired by. So thank you for sharing that story. As we look towards the future, as we look to reopen the economy in stages based on the health and the and scientific data, that moment uh, will come in the future when you, you are going to reopen. I'm curious if you've looked at the guidance that's been published and, and thought about how you can implement it uh, in your situation. I have, and there are some great smart things in those documents. And we're in a pretty uh, heavy tourism-based town in Murphy's, California. All they've known for the last 20 years is they can kind of walk up and down Main Street and pop into all the taste rooms that they love and, and taste wines. But that's not going to be the case anymore. They're going to have to make reservations. And these small tasting rooms, uh, you know, that's a completely new hoop for, for them to jump through. We're also got a lot of hospitality people in this town and they uh, who work in restaurants and stuff and a lot of them are laid off. So 
an idea would be for some of these tasty rooms to hire uh, some people that work at uh, have restaurant experience that can manage reservations because you know we don't know how to do that. There is software out there to help wineries do that, but it's just not common here in Murphy. So that's the angle I'm I'm looking at taking. That's wonderful, um, you know, that you're trying to be creative, but also incorporating the community into that decision making to see how you can help. I really appreciate that. I think that's a common theme that I've heard throughout with small businesses is that, you know, they wanted at the outset of this to have a sense of community and learn from each other. So thank you so much for your time. I don't know if there's any closing thoughts, if you want to share a little bit more about the website or the tastings or how people can get involved. Our website is super easy. It's nhvino.com. As a matter of fact, you can watch the virtual tastings on our website at nhvino.com forward slash watch or on our Facebook page as well. So, um, and actually on the website, uh, you can be directed to those virtual tasting bundles, which consist of the three wines we taste every Wednesday. So, and again, it's 6 p.m. every Wednesday night. It's myself and my daughter. And uh, I should have mentioned that I'm having just an absolute blast doing it with her. And uh, she's 23 and just coming into the family business. And she's having a fantastic time doing those too. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for listening. Please join us next week as we travel to Northern California and speak with some of our colleagues in Humboldt and travel around the North and talk to the various small businesses about their experience in adapting to COVID-19. You can't be afraid to jump in and start. I was made in California. I was made in California. was made in California You have to be made of the right stuff You have to be strong and never give up This battle you were fighting you were made to win I'm not saying that it's easy but you're made for this I was made in California I was made in California. Uh.